0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you. I find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a very, very mad world.
2: Gary Jules and Mad World. We certainly are in one of those worlds. Um, Hello, Susie and Natasha.
3: Hello. Hi, Roger. That was Gary
2: Jules and Mad World. We certainly are.
4: We've got some feedback from somebody's computer coming through, I think. (laughs) That's
2: right. (laughs) 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 Pretty wild. We, we do have a caller. Um,
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's nice I can hear myself agreeing with myself.
4: It it really it, it speaks to the fact that time means nothing.
2: <laughs> right. We are getting feedback though.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: I wonder where that's coming from.
5: I don't
2: know. It seems to have stopped, though. I don't hear it now. Well, no. hello, callers. Say hi. You're on the line.
3: Oh, is that me? Hello? It must be you. I don't have <laughs> hello? A computer. It's not my computer because I don't have one. <laughs> I don't know. it. You might hear a meow now and then.
0: <laughs> so what are you gonna lost doing my paddle? <laughs> I hear a meow now
3: and then. Hmm. You're having this like on again, off again thing. I can hear like part of what you say and then you disappear for like right now you're silent. Is your sound, your sound having trouble? <laughs> I <deserve> myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, who do we have on the lines?
3: This is Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi. Next. <laughs> Natasha. I'm here. This is Susie. Hi, Suzy. Hi. <laughs>
1: Next.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: So who's calling from area 916?
3: That's Diana. Hello, Diana. Diana. Hello.
2: How are you? I'm
3: calling from area 916. I'm good. You were good until you called in. (laughs) I've meditated today. I've done better than I usually do as far as the meditation goes. I'm usually on the go when it's not uh, Sunday or Monday this
0: week.
3: Two days of rest.
2: So, do you have your speakers
3: on? Well, I don't have a computer. No, that's not me.
2: Uh
3: oh. no, No sound at all. It's not me.
2: So then it's either Natasha or Susie because I have no speakers on.
4: Yet
2: nor do I. Uh-oh. Okay. So then it's either or I know it's not me. My speakers are not on. I wonder where this is coming from. And you're up right on the phone, Diana?
3: Yeah, I'm on the phone. There's no computer in the house. There's no TV. There's no noise.
2: Okay, like so we we've, we've we've ruled out me. <laughs> Okay, Diana. I'm on
3: the computer
5: because I'm in the chat room. What do I do? Uh, just turn your volume down. I do. Did. You have, um, still coming through? Okay, I turned the volume off. That's good. Okay. We're that not getting any
2: with. feedback now.
5: Okay, sorry. <laughs> no
2: problem. We have a new <laughs> chat room, we have a whole new studio that we're working out of. So, uh, you know we expect it's to been have a a while. Deal. yeah <laughs> idiosyncrasies but we kind of like them and uh Definitely. they make things for interesting so here we go um as i was telling uh everyone before we're going to be doing some experimenting with uh the nexus cafe and we're going to be running it through SoundCloud and changing it from an MP3 to a wave sound to see how that works there. And then we're going to come back to Blog Talk Radio and run it through Blog Talk Radio as a wave to see how that sounds. So um, perhaps we can do some editing and, and other fun things along the way, but we have a good show lined up today. We've got some cameo appearances by such wonderful people as... John Anstey and Carrie Rose O'Connell, and um, uh, you know just Agnew T. Pickens, if everybody remembers him. And we're gonna, Love you know, it. do 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 the um, walk around and see how it flows and have a good time. Diana, did you want to share anything with us today?
3: Well, I did some meditations today. I did pretty heavy one. I went on a um, journey with my power animal this morning. Oh. Mm-hmm. I listen to Our Nation's radio, y'all, if you like that kind of stuff. They are long. They do long meditations. I mean, I don't usually meditate the whole time they're talking about it. And, and I filter mm-hmm. through. Now that doesn't get in my field. Now that doesn't get in my field. I choose what I want to take in. So when they Good. started with their, with their drumming, and then I chose an animal that I had worked with before to go with me, and I stayed with them through the whole drum. So that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's what yes, I. Yes, it said. is.
2: Yeah, that's that's a nice thing to share, and we want to encourage people to meditate when they have the time. Do you have your own particular style that you prefer, or amount of time that you do meditation, and do you do? Um, guided medica- meditations, Diana.
3: Well, if I'm listening to a show that has them, I like the drumming. I like that kind of stuff. I used to meditate while I was on riding the elliptical because it was so boring. And people would once once I came out of it would ask me, "Have you been praying?" You were just so silent. And sometimes I would ride it for three hours. Well, now my knee won't let me do that. So, going into the jungle in drums seems to weather am Standing up or laying down, being the thing that's going to make me pay attention to a visual meditation. Other than that, I just try to do the ah, you know, like Wayne Dyer does. Ah, so that nothing else is in your mind except ah. I try to do better, the gap. Up. So, that's about it with me. I'm not real uh, disciplined on that meditation yet. I go through stages
0: Oh
2: Well that, How did you get started?
3: Oh gosh I've been weird all my life I died when I was four And ended <laughs> up with the ankle Well I uh, wear according to people Who don't like to hear this kind of stuff And I don't know if you do, I guys do or not Because I don't think I've ever been on your show before But um, Like religious people think I'm of the devil Or something like that Because I, I'm board certified holistic I believe in the whole person And You have to take care of your spirit Your soul as well as as your Physical and mental you have to Whether Mm -hmm. you're religious In church or spiritual somebody who Works for the whole Person everywhere you go At every moment not just when you Go Mm -hmm. to church so I'm the kind of person that with every Breath I take with every step I take I'm working for the whole person In every moment And so I will talk in Those kind of terms and meditation might sound strange to others but i've been trying to do it all my life even when i had humpty dumpty as a child if i heard somebody talk about it i tried it because my humpty dumpty was like put back together again and i would uh, tell people whatever is wrong with you could be put back together because my humpty dumpty was put back together so you could be put back together so it's been all my life with me
2: well i can relate to what you say there in fact uh one of my favorite books is um, from the Edgar Casey Meditations. And yeah. uh, I got a lot of tips from Edgar Casey. In fact, Natasha and I have done some shows on the Celestine Prophecy. Remember, Natasha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've done some on vibrations and things like that. And those are still avi- wow. available. Go ahead.
4: I was just, you nurture the spirit, then you nurture the whole. I think it's the most vital component we have here in this existence. It's where all good comes from, all bad comes from. So you've got to nurture that inside so it can project outside. And hopefully you're doing that in a positive way. I love drums, I love drumming. And I could very easily lose myself in the jungle sounds, like Diana mentioned. So the
0: conversation's mm-hmm. really
3: speaking to me. <laughs> Go listen In to Sarnais's meditation this morning. Sorry, I, I plugged somebody else on your show.
2: That's that's, that's fine. fine. That's it's it's all one for. world. It's all one I,
3: world. I, I, but Edward Casey was my role model. When I was sixteen, I was reading his books. You know,
0: But oh.
3: that kind of framed me too. I wanted to be that sleeping prophet.
2: Well, <laughs> it takes practice. But the, the the book, the formal name of the book is Meditation a step beyond with Edgar Casey um by ME Penny Baker with an introduction by Hugh Lynn Casey so um you know it's out of print but i mean you can get it and he makes some interesting points in there but we have an interesting show and you know we're getting back up and running and a good following so the more the merrier you know we like that Well, we're going to take a little break now, and we have a little special something from um, ORME. It's called In Abeyance, the Experimental Feelings Remix. Listen to this with Poppy Rose Silver, Ruth Silver. was Poppy Ruth Silver and ORME In Abeyance Experimental Feelings Remix. So this is kind of like a reintroduction show, isn't it, Natasha?
4: Oh, yes, I dare say. I dare say. A warm-up.
2: <laughs> a warm-up and also a, you know a reiteration that the Season 1 show's We're all played in the right direction. In fact, when you think about that one episode with 8,000 listens, had to be doing something right there. I would uh, like to
4: think so.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we've had episodes on the Celestine Prophecy. We've had them on Vibration. We've had them on um, many, many different things. And I, I think... That is a successful program. We're talking about art. We're talking about creativity, and uh, all those good things. And we have some quite, you know, renowned people. And uh, Susie has a part coming up that's called art Effects. How's that going, Susie?
5: Well, it's going pretty good. I mean, there's just so much, so much inspiration, so much direction I can go with this that I'm really excited about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you ever get a chance to check out uh, Frank Webster?
5: Uh, not yet. I'm going to though.
2: Yeah, he's in Europe right now, and he's uh, having a showing of his art. And he he does some very very interesting things. And we can put some of those in the player, so that if you're listening, um, you know, from the archives or online, you can see some of those images going by so there's a multi approach that we can do with these things as we have done in the past is put up the art um we also have a link to our blog and um i believe if i'm not mistaken natasha's going to do something with an article that she wrote for the blog
0: uh,
4: yeah it's after our conversation today it will go live on our blog so we can somewhat continue the conversation in the comments and maybe spurn even more topics for future broadcasts as well. So we'd certainly love for you to have a look, have a read, and share your thoughts in the blog as well as here.
2: And as I mentioned, we're in an experimental phase again, um, which is always a lot of fun. But uh, (laughs) we'll be posting this episode um, along with some other things on SoundCloud, so it will be available there. So it's a multimodal approach. It's not just, you know, here I am hacking out some songs for Natasha. Well, I'm here. Remember uh, Arthur? <laughs> author? He's still around. <laughs> he wants
0: to do a, a,
2: a singing stint on the show. <laughs> but um, it's all a lot of fun. It's all a lot of fun. Oh, Kim is telling me. Oh, we got to do some shout-outs. Um Oh, Kim wrote, she says she's having trouble getting into the chat, um, following your artists and creating Nexus Cafe featured artist list on her SoundCloud page. Thanks for the heads up, Kim. So, did you have some shout outs? Me? Natasha? Yeah.
3: Oh, I've been. No,
2: you. No, you. <laughs> I'm messing with you.
4: Yes, you are, and I'm blushing, and I know no one can see it, but they can probably hear it in the reflection of my voice. But um, I've got—I've um, been working with RKC Radio, actually, on a, a new program, and I'd like to give them a shout out and have you all maybe go over and give them a listen. They—they're doing great things for independent music and art as well. And um, mm-hmm. also here on Blog Talk Radio, there's a little show called Poetic Soul Talk Show. And it's a program mm-hmm. dedicated, you know, it, it's pretty much poetry and spoken word. And Dee Dee's been doing some great things with live call-ins and giving folks a chance to share their work. So if you'd like to check her out, she's a wonderful host. And I've been uh, honored to appear a couple of times on that show. So there's some great things going on for the creative, no matter the medium. And I'm excited to be bringing this particular show back that, you know, embraces all mediums of art and what we're able to do together.
2: And that's important because it's a 360-degree approach. And um, it's very important. And it kind of leads into some of the things. Um, that we talked about a couple years ago about why we're doing this. And, you know, we're facing a time when people are, well, let's say, leaning more towards the materialistic than Mm. spiritual or the interworking. And, uh, you know, we want to encourage, you know, this show, yeah, Natasha, Susie, me, Diana, we're talking and having a good time here. But if you listen to the to the tone of the conversation, we're also talking about Poppy Ruth Silver. We're talking about some other people, Frank uh, Webster, so that it's not just about us. And I think the most revolting thing, and that's the strongest word I can use on here because we never know who's listening, the most revolting thing are people who promote... To promote themselves you know we promote the artists the artisans the musicians. but you, you know I, I've seen so many times where somebody puts up my and so-and-so's creation well where in English have we ever learned to put my before me
4: Ah, uh, yes
2: and so I look for those things and they will pop up and it's like my composition, along with Joe Fred and Arthur Arthur, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't think they really know how myopic they are, but I don't have much to do with that type. You know, we get some, speaking of shout outs, I never got beyond where I was going, but um, Kim Williams of Indie Media Weekly and Indie Media Weekly Radio is here in absentia, Um and Doing some hookups and that, and you know she's always been very conducive. I mean, if I put out a tweet or I put out a message, I'll always get something back, and it's not just a like. And I think that's the cheesy way out. I like it, Natasha. I like it. What does that mean?
0: <laughs> I favor it,
2: Natasha. What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. You have to retweet it <laughs> or put it out there. But people don't realize by promoting others, they in turn promote themselves. How long have I been saying that, exactly. Natasha? Ever since the oh, birth of the creative nexus.
4: We were talking about drums, right? It's the drum we keep yes. on beating. Right? And I mean, eventually it's got to stick, right? <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. I'd like to give it's a fair. shout out. Go ahead. Let's I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Imaginary Garden with Real Toads. That's my writing community that I'm involved in. Well, not mine. There's
0: oh. a
5: writing community, and I have been really blessed to be there. Grown, it, it help, It's helped me grow as a writer. And um, if anybody loves poetry and wants to find some excellent poetry, go over to the garden. You You will be impressed. So I'd like to give a shout-out to them.
2: Did you have a link in there? Or did you I'm want to type put,
5: something I'm going in? to put one. I'm going to
2: put one in the chat room. So, oh, okay. Uh, that's good because our, our chat room is building. And um, there And that's is.
4: something we should let listeners know if they log on, right? We've got Susie in the chat room sharing links to the artists and the various mm-hmm. communities that we're talking about today. So it's live. It's interactive. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. So log on and say hello.
2: Right. We can express ourselves artistically, artisanally, um, in so many different ways. We have uh, good old Agnew T. Pickens coming up doing one of his poems. And, um, you know, phenomenal people that know that we are at a time, if we don't change, we're in serious trouble. And just like my view through the cafe window, we're going to talk about some things. These things have been going on since the show started season 1 which is a couple years ago and uh you know that we're all little little pieces in the puzzle and so we have to do that whatever it is to do something uh, a couple years ago that was there was something where you know
0: uh,
2: random hugs or do random things of kindness and um uh, we're so used to doing random things of kindness to ourselves that You know, it gets a little bit annoying. But we do have some cameos today. And, um, yeah, Kim Kim Williams says, (laughs) I'm the interpreter, awesome to have the links to follow and feature at IMW SoundCloud. I love that Poppy Ruth Silver piece. I'd love to play that on IM Radio. Well, I have a copy. Always happy to share. Yes, uh, Kim is one of the most genuine people you ever want to meet. And she's out there and she's doing her thing on the radio, uh, on the IMW. We've known her for, my God, you had her as a guest how long ago. Yes. I'm going to ask her if she can hear us yet. Go ahead, Natasha.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. I, I, you've caught me blindsided.
2: Oh, that doesn't happen too often. To
4: and I've What'd you say? I'm just happy to be back, and I've got to send out a big hug of gratitude to y'all for still being here and still doing what you're doing. I have I've had some major shuffles, so I'm now propped up in Ontario. <laughs> from Alberta, from Nova Scotia. So it's been a busy couple of years for me and it's nice to have those roots to go back to. So that's this community and you guys and I'm incredibly thankful for it.
2: Well, it's an important piece of the puzzle. And uh, Matthew does his things. He's not right here now. Maybe he can't get in. But Kim said that she oh, uh, he can him. hear us. <laughs> oh, he did. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: So, anyways, we have a few mosquitoes out there bumming around, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, always those that uh, try to take advantage of a situation for their own benefit. Well, there's Matthew. And that. Well, let's take a little break and listen to, we've been talking about Agnew T. Pickens, whose real name is what? Anybody know? Oh, my
6: goodness. No.
2: Michael. Michael? Beloff. His first name? Ziloff.
7: <laughs> Michael Beloff. <And> he- <laughs>
2: He, he he wrote something a little while ago called Children of the GMO.
8: Children of the GMO. While there are yet gods walking the earth among us, can we taste the preservative kiss as we walk the fields of GMO, eating the flesh of humans directly from their bones and dance beneath penumbral moons while switchblades play in the sand pits. Let us exhaust ourselves on each other's shores till dawn bids us to sleep in lullaby bunkers and dream in the centrifuge of audacity, the audacity against creation that we've become. Come drink from fetid stinking springs that now smell like rose water. Let us dance in pools of toxicity and fester with the best of them. There will be no time allotted for regrets of things undone. There will be no tears allotted for the blotting of the sun. We will melt together in the primordial oozes, stratified and dumb, returned to sender, never to be opened. Wow.
2: That- We got quite a few in the audience there, and there's Kim. Hello, Kim. Nice to see ya. So, why don't we go into something to consider?
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'd love to go into something to consider because I think it too speaks to what we've been talking about here today, and. The liking and the sharing and the absolute ignoring.
0: (laughs) Yes. But um,
4: I penned a little piece um, when bringing out our best results and bringing out our worst, the conversation about competition. And competition has been shown to be useful up to a certain point and no further. But cooperation, which is the thing we must strive for today, begins where competition leaves off. And it was Franklin D. Roosevelt who quoted that, and useful up to a certain point. When used to bring out our best, of course, it serves our purpose and, in return, the greater good. But how many of us have crossed lines only to serve ourselves? Whether in sports, business, or creative endeavors, seldom does competition build anything more than resentment, self-doubt, and poor sportsmanship. How much winning is enough? And how do we measure our success? Most will terribly resort to the dollars in the bank, what we have to materialistically show for our efforts. In most cases, the harder won the fruit has been, the less likely the majority of us are to share those rewards. How does competition benefit the whole beyond self? So long as the system of competition and the production and exchange of the means of life goes on, the degradation of the arts will go on. And if that system is to last forever, then art is doomed and will surely die. That is to say, civilization will die. That's a quote from William Morris. What integrity is to be found in our work when we are creating for the sheer purpose of production? When the goal becomes audience-pleasing staying relevant, or keeping with the trends. The Internet and social networking has given every voice a platform, every voice a chance. Alas, not every voice has quality, and not every voice is backed by a hefty wallet capable of controlling its audience. It's hard not to try to keep up with the pace that is being set. It's hard reaching out to the world, sharing a piece of yourself, and seeing no response. Creators are nothing if not human, and it's difficult not to fall to our flaws. The popularity contests are difficult not to get caught up in and even more difficult to not let it have a bearing on the quality of our work. We can overcome this competitive compulsion by building solid and sincere communities that are based on real relationships. These communities can be a safe house against the media consumeristic need to produce. A collective that is based on cooperation Not competition. A family that will stay with you even when your voice goes silent. A community that at its core is concerned with the health and well being of its members, not their following. A fair and equitable system of exchange not driven by Gallup polls and bestseller charts. In our hearts, we know how little the ranking systems of today mean, but in our heads, they still steal space. The object of this competition is not to be mean to the losers, but to find a winner. The process makes you mean because you get frustrated. That's a quote from Simon Cowell. Hmm. When the goal is to find the winner, you can't pretend it's not about excluding the losers. Frustration is never an excuse to be mean, but it happens. Resentment, ego, bitterness, there is no person who is not partial to these all-too-human conditions. It's nice to have valid competition. It pushes you to do better. Gianni Versace. Versace. Valid competition. There is no doubt that competition can bring out our best. But who is to be the judge of what is valid? How do we please everyone? Nature is based on harmony. So it says if we want to survive and become more nature-like, then we actually have to understand that it's cooperation versus competition.
3: Bruce Lipton.
4: Ultimately, we have to come from a place of cooperation in order to reap the rewards of competition. A place where the winner represents the community as a whole. A representative who has taken the best aspects of their environment, learned, loved, and prospered, and who is willing to bring that community with them when they win. It is a community who celebrates the win, who is able to take from the accolade their own part in producing the victory, who can move forward with pride in knowing they've had a role to play, and with the designated winner who is also able to acknowledge the importance of the whole. Cooperation before competition and cooperation after. I'm Olibo.
2: Here, here, Cheetos, and all those good things. (laughs) That article you're going to link up on the blog, so for people who want to read it for themselves or go in there. But, you know, some very good points. As I said a little bit earlier, I'm so tired of people who are promoting to promote themselves, you know, not just promoting to promote the good of the whole. And that's one of the things we have done and I think one of the reasons why we're continuing to move in this direction because we don't hog the spotlight or we don't put up, oh, look at me. No, you look at the talent. This
4: and this it, whole thing addictive. is about
2: people. Pardon me?
4: Right. It becomes addictive. I, I mean, competition is a part of me. It has been since I was very young and from sports through to business. I mean, I I had 20 years in sales, right? I had that that drive to ring the bell, right? I mean, it it, it is ingrained in me and it's a part of myself I don't like and I I fight with daily, right? I'm a very Mm -hmm. poor loser and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I like to think I'm a somewhat decent person, but when it comes to competition, I am not a good person. And I think there's so Hmm. many people that go through life and will not acknowledge that side of themselves, right? For every Hmm. quote I shared in that article, there's another quote that supports that beast, right? That, you know, it's reflected in my work and chasing likes and shares. And, you know, it became a big part of myself for a long time. And I think it's actually shown in my body of work and the quality of the work I was producing, and, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed well, I, of that, but it's part of me. Well, the
2: thing is, it's a growth process and a refinement process. And I remember I had a, a business a few years ago, and somebody walked in and said, uh, you know, how does it feel to be in competition with such and such, who was basically a similar type of business? I And I had actually gotten to the point where I didn't. I said I'm not in competition with him. If I'm in competition with anyone, it's myself to do a better yeah. job. And I think that's where materialism has given us a little bit of a a spin or a skew because, you know, you know, Joe Blow company, if Joe Blow company goes under because of me, that's not a good thing, you know. No. I would rather yeah, I would rather say nothing and leave them alone so they can do their own crash and burn. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and, yeah.
2: And sooner or later they will because they don't know how to interact. They don't know how to uh, do positive promoting. That would be a an interesting topic, positive promoting.
4: Definitely.
2: Yeah, and... Um, you know the whole thing is is reteaching or helping people to relearn what capitalism is about it's not this monstrosity mm. you know that uh we have come to know uh where there you know people are just bashing and bashing but um you know if you know what was the old thing united we stand or divided, united we stand, divided we fall.
4: Divided we fall. And
2: that's the truth. <clears throat> but, but you know, when we read these um, articles and listen to these things, you know, um, it's a dreadful society. And not that it can't be improved. It can be. But people got to do something about it. And fortunately, you know, they are. But, you know, they're still in the... Uh, the low numbers for out there, but um it's a it's a worthy effort, and that's part of what we're gonna do. we're gonna give exposure to artists to artisans and uh do them for interviews and have them uh in and uh good things like that yeah, so had Susie said that she had something for the um program today? or yes. is she still working on it. No, I
0: have, on it. Oh, no okay. I have a little well, something. Oh, okay.
2: Well, we'll do you.
5: Oh, good. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, I call, called my section artifact. And actually, when I was thinking about it, it's kind of a play on art uh artifact. Because oh. what are we what are we leaving? What are we creating? What will uh, do we have any impact? And so as art affects us, we affect the world, and what do we leave behind? So that's what I was thinking when I came up with my title. And since today is, uh, this weekend is Memorial Day, I thought I would give a, a little information out about the father of the computer science, the very the reason that we are able to do what we are doing. And his name mm-hmm. is Alan Matheson Turing. And... um he during world war 2 worked with uh, the 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 british government code and cipher school he was british and uh, they were able to create the first computer that cracked the nazi code uh, hmm. uh enigma because every day this code generated something different so it was no one could break it and so through the development of that first computer he was able to uh Cracked the code, and in fact shortened the the war in Europe two to four years because he did this.
0: Mm.
5: And we, I thought, since it is Memorial Day, that we ought to, you know, recognize the fact that the very gift that we use and sometimes many abuse was from uh, a British man breaking Nazi code. Huh. So um,
4: that's fascinating.
5: Yeah, there's a lot of information there's actually a movie called The Imitation Game and that's how I first learned about him and um, that is it, it's very interesting he had a very interesting life um, I won't go, to, go into detail I'll let you read about him but um, I just thought it was fascinating because we do so many things with the computer art is generated there art is shared there Music, uh, painting, drawing, whatever the art is, we share it through the around the world through a computer. So I just wanted to say, give a little nod and a thank you to him.
4: Yeah, how did we get to hear?
5: Yeah, and I just, I thought it was very interesting that he he uh, started out young as a child, had uh, math, mathematics, he was just you know, it just fascinated him. He was very good at it. And then um, his personality was rather brash. He was like being cooperative, as we're talking about being on the team at first was difficult for him because he went like, I don't need them. I need to do this. And then he began to learn that it took team and through the team, he was able to do some of his work. So I thought it was very interesting that this man gave us this gift, actually, and well, the like th-
4: here in the chat room, the lives that he saved by shortening the war in that length right. of time, right? Imagine that's incredible
2: one one person can make a difference, just one person, and I think you know we become so downtrodden by everything that you know it seems like we're being rolled over. But, uh, you know, that's where the human spirit comes in and uh, will take us on to higher ground, so to say. But, you know, that's very inspirational. Did you write that up, Susie?
5: Well, I have notes on it. Uh, I didn't Mm -hmm. exactly, uh, like, write it down in full, uh, full, but I can if you want me to do something and post it on the blog.
0: I that would
5: be wonderful. Don't, that's a great, great idea. Yeah, and I could post the link. Think... Um, yeah. You know, there's a, a political side to this that I would like. I'm so tempted to bring up, but I'm going to stay away from that um, because
0: yeah.
5: I, that that's not where I want to go with it. But I think if you read it, you'll understand about it. But um, when I we think of artifact, it's not. I'm going to have a chance to talk about what inspired something, um, how people use art for community, how people use art for a cause, and um, there's just so many things that in this artifact that I'm really excited about exploring. Yeah, looking, well, we're looking forward at, to it.
2: Yeah, and, and share it. And, uh, you know, that brings about so many different avenues, you know, when people are really open and, you know, that, you know, you know we can holler all we want and scream and throw stones, but, you know, it really is not the answer. The answer is making the change and helping our young people to know that they can make a difference. Like there's these programs where uh, children are, you know, have these little trees and they, they plant them. You know, every little bit to help the ecology. Uh, every little bit, you know to make people aware that the food that they're eating most of it is crap you know mm-hmm. uh but they don't know it you know unless you know it for goodness sake you know <laughs> you know you're just going to go through the same patterns over and over again but the thing is in my concern is you know the children and proper nutrition and you know these programs of food in schools being cut and you know, it's it's like, or trying to put uh, borders around what people can buy that are getting some type of food assistance. You know, you know, why be mean? You know, because someday karma's going to get you. It's going to bite huh. you in the butt. Huh? You know, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, but we just have to keep stressing it. And maybe it'll get through the thickness of the skull of some of these people. And they'll go out. I mean, North America, all the money in the world, and uh, we're just not doing what we're supposed to do. But that's why we started out the show with Gary Jules and Mad World. Um, Here's a song that's a favorite of mine that kind of goes along with it, but there's a little bit of hopefulness at the end. It's um, This Bitter Earth by Dinah Washington. From uh, DJ Tussle's Remix
0: This
9: is Bitter girl, But while alone...
2: about a million versions of this, and uh, I think the combination of Dinah Washington's voice and, you know, the music, and, you know, it just is unbelievable, and it does, you know, bring about the fact that even though this is a bitter earth in some instances, and for many people's lives, um, yet there can be a change made, wonderful, 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 So um, we've talked a little bit about something to consider, which Natasha will be doing on a regular basis. And then I'm going to be looking through the window (laughs) of the cafe to see what's (laughs) out there. And the interesting thing is when Natasha and I were talking earlier um, between season one and season two, uh, really, 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 um, you know, fracking is still going on, gmos are still going on, oil spills are still going on. And uh I really love this one thing that was in an article on the pipeline that broke this last week with thousands of gallons of crude oil going in. The company, the pipeline uh built in 1991 to carry 150,000 barrels of oil per day was shut down within several hours of rupturing and a culvert was put up to prevent any more flow into the ocean. Late Tuesday, the owner of the pipeline, Houston-based Plains All-American Pipeline, released a statement saying the exact amount of oil released is unknown
8: Uh. and that it
2: is working to begin cleanup and remediation efforts. Quote the company. The company deeply regrets is probably an understatement for the company. Santa Barbara was the site of a massive 1969 oil spill that played a large role in galvanizing the modern environment movement. Since then, the oil industry has been subject to intense scrutiny throughout the region. Any spill, any reminder of that dramatic event almost a half a century ago could set back the industry further and re-energize the community. The problem is they cannot guarantee that there won't be a break. And I think, indeed, that we need to look at that and see what we can do to change it. You know, and some of these people with the fracking, they turn on their water faucet and the flame shoots out.
4: Well,
0: terrible, terrible, are right.
4: You think about fracking in California, one of the, the biggest drought-ridden states. Right, where are they gonna get the water and who's gonna suffer when they take it? Right? Fracking relies on fresh water.
0: That's right. So
4: what is that going to do? And where are their heads, right? Where is that water going to come from? Right? Who will suffer well, for the sake of them needing that water?
2: Nestle is still draining water where there isn't no water <laughs> supposedly in California. You know, they're still doing that. Um we are in a time of conflict, and I often call it the age of insanity because logically, what people are doing don't make any sense to me. Um, you know, they're still after net neutrality, they're still working on that, they're still playing around with the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, Pennsylvania, a short time ago, eviscerated the public school system. You know, they're putting it into charter schools. You know there I'm sure there's a few charter schools that are reputable out there, but how many aren't? they're just sucking yeah. money out of the pocket well, of the people.
4: I think that um image that's being shared of the mother whale and her baby and how close they are to that oil flick
0: right? Mm-hmm. How many near misses mm-hmm.
4: is it gonna take right i mean this this is it's sickening. It's so sickening, and that that image disturbs me more than a than a lot have, right? I mean, what is it going to take? Well, in
2: well, reading about it, is, anymore, go ahead.
5: In reading about this, it says the pipeline that leaked thousands of gallons of oil uh, was the only pipe of its kind in the co- county not to have an automatic shut off.
2: Oh, uh, well. That-
5: They didn't have an automatic shutoff uh, valve because of a court fight that they won. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband works in the oil industry, and he's a controller. And the fact that it it does not have a shutoff valve either at the site or through, like, my husband as a controller could shut it off, he would just be appalled. He hasn't read this yet. It's ridiculous, oh, incredible, to no. no, think no, that no. they just can, there's no way of stopping it unless they go out there manually, cut the pipe and plug it. That's what's happened. Oh my
4: gosh! And I mean oh, again, right?
5: It, it, it or either back, that they back, had a valve right? they had to go out there and hand crank, whatever. But still, there was no safety on this pipeline that could have stopped this massive spill.
2: Mm -mm -mm. and then we have the train wrecks with the oil cars getting broken open it's just one catastrophe after another
4: well and I mean it's supply and demand it's it's our economy right it's the way we get distracted and we turn away from the situation and preventative measures are forsaken for the sake of costs right and profit Mm -hmm. I mean this this oil is pumping because we're using this oil, right? It it, it It's up to us, right? So, I right. mean, the least we can do maybe is insist that, like, no shutoff with a pipeline that's going to pump into the Pacific Ocean right, if something goes wrong.
2: Well, right? and that's the other incredible. thing is, yeah, we have a media that changes the focus of the day or every couple of days. One day you'll hear about this, another couple of days you'll hear about that. Um, the shootings are taking place all over the place now so that, uh, you know, we have a distracted society. So focusing on something such as, which came out a little bit ago, um, the gulf, which is still kind of in murky shape, isn't it, uh, Susie? Mm.
3: Yes, it is.
2: And... Um, they they just talked with some people that were right on the Gulf. And I can't remember where that was. I think it was Louisiana. But all these people that are going to physicians for maladies that are traced back to the oil or the Corexit or whatever. And you know, it's like, you know, it's hard enough getting born into this world without going through that. So that's something to consider wow no pun intended (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it's like you know if we can do our little bit to raise awareness you know in our little corner of the world here we can do that
4: and our little bit at home right use a little uh, less oil. you know walk instead of drive if everyone did a little bit it would make a difference
2: right and um also to, to to know that what you do for yourself is much better than some pharmaceutical that has side effects that you know you know cause your spleen to leak or other type of i've been listening to pharmaceuticals lately and the the side effects are worse than what people are going with yeah. there was one medica- one medication on there i think it was for diabetes and i won't mention the name but they said the statistics were that within a year that the person developed cancer of some kind, what are you giving them?
4: Well, then they you sell know? them the next pill for that condition. Yeah, the, and then the condition they, created by the
5: next pill is sold. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: We're giving my, just, up
5: ourselves. Well, my yeah, personal experience just, with a prescription drug about two years ago actually almost killed me. I became semi-invalid, fast becoming invalid. Until I
3: figured
2: out it was a prescription drug that did it. Wow. Incredible. Mm, mm, mm. Well, there's so much that isn't known and so much that we're censored from seeing. Just like I just turned the page in the progressive for April for last month, and there's an article, Nicaragua's Keystone XL. So they got one too. You know, Mm. it's like, mm, mm, mm-mm-mm. The waves lap languorously against the shore on this island in the middle of Lake Nicaragua. Fishermen row out early each morning in search of an ever diminishing catch of fish. Standing next to her wooden shack, Maria explains that the noise and the pollution from a nearby tourist construction has already chased the fish away. But.
7: Consequences.
2: Foresight. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing, to be aware, to definitely be aware in what's going on in here, which means that we have a little interlude, and we usually pull John Anstey in somewhere, but we have a little John Anstey for you today, um, which is called Elegy for Penny, and the penny is the penny that we know so well, so... Let's listen to John.
10: This latest poem was prompted by a post on her Facebook page by a musician I have met and seen perform, Orna Teixeira. She is one of two very talented musicians who front the band Girl, and has herself recently issued her first solo album, where the darkness goes. She wrote of the demise of the one-cent piece in Canada and uh, a little memory of her childhood. She said, I will never forget standing in Sam's, my childhood corner store, with grubby hands, full of pennies, slowly counting out my luck for the day. They had the best selection of one-cent candies it seemed the world had to offer. For that, I will always love and miss you dearly, Penny. So long, old friend. The poem it prompted I have titled, Elegy for Penny. It ain't the loss of the shirt from my back, Nor the house that's levelled and gone. You couldn't replace the air that we breathe, or the love about which there's a song. But you gave me power and passion and lure o'er my sweetest dreams you held sway, and you took my hand so confidently, counting my luck for the day. When I recall the corner shop and its sweet-scented displays, my senses filled with memories, Explode in halcyon days Back then it was a penny for a slice of simple joy But now, more like a toonie or loan Our pleasure to destroy But you gave me power and passion and lure O'er my sweetest dreams you held sway And you took my hand so confidently Counting my luck for the day Oh, how I long for yesterday, a bittersweet kind of pain, for springtime days and sugar lust coursing through my veins. But you gave me power and passion and lure, o'er oh, my sweetest dreams you held sway, and you took my hand so confidently, counting my luck for the day.
2: Well, that was pretty nice, wasn't it? Wow. Very nice.
3: I love John's yeah. voice.
2: <laughs> he can read a poem in Indeed. many, many different ways. So, Speaking from the the
4: country.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have another little ditty here from Jack.
0: Looks like you ran afoul of something with wicked claws.
9: I'm still dreaming.
0: What did that to you?
9: Banner or
6: bandit?
10: The bandersnake? I'd better have a look.
6: What are you doing?
10: It needs to be purified by someone with evaporating skills or it will fester and putrefy.
6: I'd rather you didn't. I'll be fine as soon as I wake up.
0: At least let me bind it for you. What do you call yourself?
6: Alice. The There's been some debate about that.
1: I never get involved in politics.
9: I'm looking for a place to start. And everything feels so different now Just grab or hold of I will lead you through this wonderland Water up to my knees With sharks and swimming in the sea Just follow my yellow line And ignore all those big
6: warning signs My good intentions down for an impossible duration to make myself sleep sounder.
7: My stunned lungs lead to a silence that is such a humid burden.
6: I strip myself. Naked and rough, my frail convictions flow out the window, scattering themselves like acid raindroplets on the sill.
7: beauty marks and curls on curls and curls like spanish moss and a, a dizzy lipstick the color of a sun wordlessly godlike your hair looked like ground sunflower petals like a ritual and you spoke like a horse firework working on its roar
6: and you were not a mistake but destroyed yourself before i was given the chance to undoubtedly do the same
7: you're a dark spark Like a fork in a socket. You look a lot like a fork in my eye socket. Your cutlery cutting into my speech. A silent interruption over otherworldly intercoms. You enter calms raging.
6: What does it mean to lie in someone's wake? To be in the other presence of another human. To feel breath, short and isolated against an empty chest. You showed me patience, but never how to recognize hopelessness when you stretched it like a glove, testing my hand at tolerance. I march across Chicago from bus stop to bus stop attempting to prove resilience. I'm fooling no
7: one. I remember those blue-green exhausted irises, those clumsy incantations you make believe, you pretend, you pretending to each incoming wound you're so wound up, those dandelion seed eyelashes lip ringing my ear, your hair looms.
6: I wish I was colorblind so I could experience you in black and white. Admire your ink-stroke eyelashes like artwork, read your cracked skin palms as if they were poetry, and we could hide in the gray areas together, running from the unplanned, cowering from possibility.
7: I tried to save your face by embalming progression, drooling matchsticks pausing a fleet of black knights. You could call it a month since we broke up, but I measured it in how many epiphanies I've skinned alive.
6: Sore souls learn the slowest, but I still let you go on time.
2: There you have it. So we got a couple of hands up and like this one, eh?
3: Yeah. Wow. Awesome.
2: (laughs) Very interesting. I'll send you along some copies of it. Um, Just a lot of good fun. Uh, Interesting way he approaches his poetry and music and everything like that. And he's been very gracious and uh, has, uh, you know, done good things for us without asking anything in return or doing the self-promotion dance <laughs> as we've been calling today but uh you know some people i guess are they they're not aware or they're you know haven't approached the stage of development where they know where they're you know going or what they're doing but it's all good sooner or later it's all good um so I think we're going to wind it up now. We got only a few minutes left. Any closing statements from anybody?
4: It's awesome to be back with y'all. Right. I love this. We ha- love the conversation.
2: We had. We had our little challenges and difficulties, but I'm <laughs> sure the next time we appear, um, it'll be a little smoother. I or think maybe I'm we a have little to...
5: challenge and difficulty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe we'll do a, another run just to get the feel of the uh, the new chat room and, and different things like that. So, uh, you know. Do you have time, time for
3: a climate thing?
2: Do I have time for a climate thing?
3: A kindness thing. I have a little thing to read. Oh,
2: <laughs> sure. Go ahead.
3: Okay. I happen to be reading the book. The Power of Kindness and Expected Benefits of Leading a Compassionate Life. The name is Ferrucci, so I'm not sure you forwarded by the Dalai Lama. So anyway, it takes off from what you said earlier. Just as important is, it's important to realize that microcosm and is macrocosm. Each person is the whole world As many mystics and visionaries have pointed out Each individual in some subtle and mysterious way Embodies all people If we can bring some relief and well-being To just one person's life That is already a victory A silent, humble response To the suffering and pain of the planet This is a starting point so I thought that was good I And actually I just opened a book yeah. To what they might nice. want me to read <laughs> so perfect and that movie that you were talking about, I, I I got it from the library, so you don't even have to pay to get it. It's a new release, Enigma. It's worth watching. It has stuff in it she didn't tell you about. You all got to go get that movie and watch it.
4: Right on.
3: <laughs> thank you for uh, letting me speak. And uh, this is a great show. Thank, oh, thank you, you
0: for
4: sharing with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, Blessings yes, to y'all.
2: We do. Okay, well, we will be back. We'll announce it, of course, on uh, Twitter and the other shows. And uh, close out the show with something from Jonas Mixhouse Larson, Mixhouse versus James Blunt, the Wise Megamix.
9: What the wise men said when they came down from heaven, small nine till seven, all the shit that they could find, but they couldn't escape from you, couldn't be free of you, and now they.